You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. So I'm really looking forward to today's topic as it affects so many. As we alluded to in the last episode, today we're going to discuss how to eliminate debt once and for all. (laughs) Hey, I'm all for that. So, you know, it does affect many. And did you know that the average American family carries over $6,000 in credit card debt? Yikes. Before we discuss how to eliminate debt, I think let's first discuss the different types of debt. Mm -hmm. So first up, let's go with extremely high interest debt. Right. And I like just, you know, kind of going over these different types because we just talked about credit card debt. We're going to go over the types so you can see where that falls into. But debt, it is different. Extremely high interest debt is the worst kind of debt. Debt that charges extraordinary interest and is extremely punitive. So examples you may think of include payday loans, those pawn shop loans, the car title loans, rent-to-own loans, right? So these types of lenders are usually set up in lower-income neighborhoods. And to further illustrate, let's take a look at how a payday loan works. Oh, scum of the earth. Yeah. Okay. So... Payday lenders enable people who have poor credit to get cash quickly. These types of loans usually range from $100 to $1,000, but come with enormous fees. In addition, interest rates can be as high as 400%. I mean, we were just talking about credit cards at 18%. 400%. Wild. So when someone applies for this type of loan, the lender will make sure the borrower has a job and income coming in. The borrower then gives the lender a signed check for the amount that is being borrowed, along with the fee. Yeah, yeah. The interest isn't enough, the 400% interest, right? We got a fee. And these fees usually range from $15 to $30 for every $100 borrowed. So the lender will keep this check until an agreed upon date. This date is likely to be when the borrower gets his or her next paycheck. When that day comes, the borrower should be able to allow the lender to deposit the check. However, some borrowers cannot pay this full amount back. And this is where it gets costly. The borrower then pays another fee, remember $15 to $30 for every $100 borrowed, and rolls this loan over until the next payday. And to make matters worse, the interest owed keeps accumulating over this time. So by the time the borrower is paid again, money is more than likely still tight. Now, more problems, right? The amount that is owed on this original loan is much more than was originally borrowed. And there's no other choice, but guess what? Roll this loan over again. And thus, this vicious debt cycle has started. Mm. So payday lenders are aggressive, as we can imagine, about getting their money back. Yeah, like think of uh, Sopranos, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Like in the uh, payday lenders to the mob. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Since they know that they're dealing with people who are in a financial bind, they usually require access to bank accounts (laughs) to even give out a loan. Uh, So if one is low on funds and cannot pay the lender back, the lender can start withdrawing money from the borrower's bank account. 
I mean, <sighs> wow. Yeah. In addition, some payday lenders will start harassing the borrower in order to collect on the loan. So, I mean, if you could even imagine, it gets worse from here. Payday lenders will often send their loans to collection agencies who can then sue borrowers for unpaid debt. This does not always happen, but it most definitely can. So I think it goes without saying, it's wise to try and avoid extremely high interest debt at all costs. And I have to say, you know, these things, again, are here for a reason. They exist for a reason. But it's important to be mindful, again, of what you're going to give in order to get, right? And these payday loans are popping up in other ways now that are are not just the title pawn shop you know, on the bypass or whatever. Right. This They're also popping up in employer benefits yep. Yep. Uh, where you can go ahead and borrow against your paycheck. So just be mindful of what it is that you're getting into. Yeah, like everything, read the fine print. And, you know, and I mentioned, I mean, I, I do think personally, maybe I shouldn't call them the scum of the earth, but like to me, <laughs> I, I, I just feel like they are taking, and I know to your point, some people need those types of lenders if you're in that, just, you know, much of debt. Maybe a bank won't lend to you. Who knows? But like, I just, I don't know, it just makes me feel for those types of people that are like, it's like kicking a dog when it's down. Like they're already struggling. It's like, and then you're charging them more and more and like putting them in more of a bind. So it just, I don't know, it's just disheartening to me. I I just, I feel for those types of people that are in that type of situation. Yeah, Um, it's definitely predator prey. And yeah, they don't make it easy on themselves to have people think differently. Right, right, right. So, um, So the next kind of debt, is high interest debt. So high interest debt charges, obviously, high interest on items that have no value or rapidly drop in value. So examples include credit card and furniture debt. So the consequence of extremely high interest debt was just discussed. So what about something like like furniture debt, right? High interest debt. So many of us, we see those furniture ads which offer no interest for three years. What can be so bad about that type of loan? There is a little secret about these deals that the salesperson does not mention. That there is, Danny. Let's kind of walk through this. Mm -hmm. Suppose you purchase furniture to upgrade your living room at a total cost of $5,000. Reasonable. Mm -hmm. The interest rate is 20%. But since it is interest-free for three years, you won't have to worry about owing any interest since you are certain it's going to be paid off before then. Right. You do a great job of making the monthly payments, and after 36 months, you only owe $100 on this loan. Perfect. Wow, good job. Yep, yep. You are a little disappointed because it isn't fully paid off, but you aren't too upset, right? right? You reason that since you only owe $100, you'll pay $120 if you add the 20% interest to the amount. Right, makes sense. Yeah, except that it doesn't. Ah. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but we are incorrect with that assumption. You will actually have to pay 20% interest on the original purchase price of $5,000. So you gave from paying possibly $120 to owing $1,100. So that's 20% of the $5,000 originally is $1,000, which is then added to the $100 that you still owe. Is it any wonder that these horrible plans are offered all the time? Uh, especially I like mean, around the Super Bowl or things like that. Come uh, on. I know. And, you know, I've heard, too, that <laughs> this is so sleazy. Sometimes they'll set it up, the, the plan, 
that you think you're making that payment and that you're staying on track. But in fact, you're, if you don't do the math correctly, you're actually going to be behind. So you may, in this case, end up still owing that $100, whereas all along you're like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But they set it up in such a way that they know you're not going to and that you're going to have to pay all this interest. Wow. So the minimum payment has basically little to do right. with when you could pay it off. Yeah. It's just... Scum of the earth. (laughs) See? But once again, I mean, going back, if you sign, read the, so just make sure, do those calculations because unfortunately, a lot of us, we don't look way far in the future and think. We just think, okay, three years, it'll be paid off, and then bam. So yeah, just uh, horrible. And now we're going to do a little better debt. So another type of debt is low interest debt. So low interest debt is a debt that charges reasonable interest rates on items that produce a return on investment. So this type of debt increases your net worth or income. So take a guess at an example of this kind of debt. I'm going to say mortgage. Yes, yes. Way you, you took notes. I like it. <laughs> of course, the class president. I, I knew you would. I could count yeah, on you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so yes, a mortgage. And then also student loan debt, right? It can fall into this category of use correctly. So these two types of debt usually offer relatively low interest rates. And right now, even mortgage rates have gone up. But I think right now, a 30-year mortgage is still, I think right now today is like 5.5%, something like that. Compared, we went back to payday, at 400%. So yeah, definitely reasonable. And then, you know, with the mortgage, once again, your house should increase and it will help when it does that your net worth will go up over time and the same with a student loan it should help you have a job that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to get if you didn't have that student loan yeah i'm i'm feeling much better about those (laughs) types of debt yeah i know right (laughs) so that leads me to the final type which is the best it's debt that helps you make money Mm -hmm. so examples of the best debt include rental real estate commercial real estate and business equipment Let's take a look maybe using rental real estate as an example. If you own a house and rent it out to someone else, this renter will be paying the mortgage, right? So for example, let's pretend that John buys a $120,000 house and puts $20,000 down as the down payment. So John borrows the remaining $100,000 for 15 years at 4% interest rate. The monthly payment, excluding taxes and insurance, would be about $740. To help cover the taxes and insurance, he rents it out for $1,000 a month. A family decides to rent it and lives there for 15 years. If John's house increases by 1% each year, it would now be worth a little over $139,000. He decides to sell it at this point for that amount. John will have made $119,000 from his $20,000 investment. Right. And I mean, that was kind of just kind of a real simplistic look at Mm -hmm. when you buy and rent it. I mean, there are a lot of other things that go along with it, but just kind of wanted you to see, you know, why it can be good. That kind of debt when you're taking it on, especially in that when you're renting it out, people are paying that. So, I mean, you once again, in this case, I mean, you made $119,000 from a $20,000 investment. Right. Well, think about all of the people who are now taking advantage of VRBO or Airbnb. Right. There are some people who are not just renting out their primary home. Yeah. They're buying secondary or tertiary homes so that they okay. can have, you know, a means of income. I think some people are renting out their swimming pools now too. I think they I saw. Are. Yeah, I saw yes. Like, I mean, hey, Isn't that wild? I know. I know. Hey, go for it. Why not? But yeah, to that point though, the, the good debt to have that, you know, if you can produce an income from it, then it's okay. Yeah. But no matter what type of debt you have, it is important to try and eliminate it. When we get back, a look at one way to do so. 
Welcome back. When it comes to eliminating debt, there are two basic ways to do so. That's right. So one strategy is to focus on debts with the highest interest rates first and eliminate these quickly as possible. So in thinking about that extremely high interest rate debt, it definitely would make me want to focus on that area, but it's referred to as the debt avalanche approach. Right. And the other debt reduction strategy is called the debt snowball. And this is where debts are listed in order from the least to greatest amount owed And one focuses on paying off the debt that the least amount is owed on first. After this is paid off, you would apply this money used on this up until now into the next debt in that order. And then you just keep doing that. The cycle continues until all the debt is gone. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's a very popular one. So Mm -hmm. let's first take a look at the debt avalanche. The debt avalanche is a mathematically sound way to pay off debt, I guess is a way you could put that. You start the debt avalanche by paying off whatever debt has the highest interest rate. Next comes the debt with the second highest interest rate, and that process continues until all the debt is eliminated. Right. And and yes, it does make sense from a mathematical point, but the difficult part for some with the debt avalanche approach is the amount of time it takes to eliminate some of your debt. For instance, if you have a $10,000 credit card debt with 25% APR, so annual percent rate, in other words, the yearly interest rate that the loan is charging the borrower, along with a $500 credit card debt with a 17% interest rate, it would take a lot less time to pay off the $500 debt, right, compared to $10,000. However, since credit card interest compounds the longer one has these debts, the debt with the higher interest rate will grow faster. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, with my personality, I tend to gravitate more to this, even though it may not give me that kind of instant gratification. Right, right. Here are the steps you can take to apply the debt avalanche to your debt. One, make a list of all your credit card balances ranging from the highest interest rate at the top to the lowest interest rate at the bottom. The second step would be to list the minimum payments required for each card. Third, pay the minimum payments on all debts except the one with the highest interest rate. The fourth step would be to apply all additional money to the highest interest rate. Uh, When the highest interest debt is eliminated, take the monthly payment you were paying for that debt and add it to the monthly payment for the next highest interest debt. And then you'll continue that process until you're debt free. Right. And and I know, you know, we mentioned add a little additional money. And the the good thing about when a lot of people get serious about taking off that, you may think, where am I going to find this money? But when you're serious, a lot of times we can go back to the B word, the budget. We can analyze it and see some areas that we can cut back on our spending and we can apply this money to our debt to eliminate it faster. And, you know, from a financial point of view, the debt avalanche approach makes the most sense since you will attack the highest interest rates first. And in essence, when you pay off the highest interest rates and you start paying less interest, it's less money that you owe. However, mm-hmm. as I was just mentioning, yeah. some of us need that immediate boost to keep us motivated. If you fall into that category, the debt snowball may work best for you. Yes. Um, so in the debt snowball method, you focus on the smallest debt first and proceed from there. So you list your debts in order from the least to greatest balance owed and just move down the list. So unlike the debt avalanche, you're not focusing on the interest rates with this method, but the balances owed. 
And I think this works well because of the emotional and noticeable impact. Mm -hmm. Once you pay off that first debt, you get a morale boost and you're motivated to keep going. When you no longer have to write a check for one of the debts, you immediately notice you are making progress. So it feels good. It's like that to-do list where you get to scratch off the first one. Yes. Then you focus on paying off the next debt, and the momentum is really rolling now. It's very similar to being on a diet, maybe. If you lose two pounds in the first week, you realize that the hard work that you're putting in is worth it, and you're motivated to keep going. Right, because you see, maybe not right away immediate, but within a shorter period of time compared to the debt avalanche, you see progress. You're like, okay, oh, that's gone. Like, to your point, you check off the to-do, bam, I did that. So we, we talked about debt avalanche. So here are the steps you can take to apply to the debt snowball. So number one, so you restructure high interest debt to lower interest rates. And that's something a lot of people don't talk about. You can transfer credit cards. There's a lot of offers out there right now that let's just say, once again, we've been using 18% as very common. There's some cards that offer 0% interest for two years, whatever. So if you can do so, transfer it over so then you're paying less interest. Mm -hmm. So that's step one. Uh, Number two, you list your debts from the smallest amount owed to the largest amount owed. Then three, you're going to pay minimum payments on all the debts except the smallest amount owed one, right? So once again, going back to that avalanche, we can find some extra money freed up by analyzing our budget, apply it to that smallest debt. Apply all additional money, once again, to that smallest debt. And then when the smallest debt is eliminated, you're going to take the payment you were paying on that debt and add it to the monthly payment you were making on the next smallest debt. And then you just continue this process with intense focus until you're debt-free. Mm-hmm. I think one that's really important to consider maybe as an additional step to both of these strategies is what happens when you pay off that card. Ideally, you don't go and put more money back on it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Ideally, you know, you put it in the freezer block or, yes. you know, cut it up or whatever it is. Don't don't get rid of it just yet because that can impact your credit. Right. But let's let's be mindful once you pay it off and you have that good, you know, moment of being able to say, I did that. Don't don't then go right. add back to well, it. Well, since we talked about the diet, it's like if you lost two pounds, you don't go out to Krispy Kreme and buy a dozen donuts and eat it. Hopefully not, right? You don't want <laughs> right. to put it back on. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> it begs the question, which debt elimination plan is better? Right. And we get that all the time. And, you know, it can be a really tricky question. Um, So the debt avalanche we just mentioned, it works really well when you have high interest debts. And it's pretty obvious that, you know, paying them off will limit the amount of interest that you owe on them. The debt snowball works well for people who need a little extra motivation to stay on track. So paying off those smaller debts first can give you that encouragement to stay the course. There is really no right or wrong way to pay off debt. So the important thing is to find a plan that will work best for your personal situation. Mm-hmm. So now that we've talked about how to eliminate debt once and for all, after the break, we're going to look at some unexpected benefits of doing so. Welcome back. Now that you know how to get out of debt, I bet you're excited to start working on doing so. In addition to having a happy bank account, there are some other benefits of being debt-free. Yeah, that there are. The one benefit is that you will sleep better. You know, I know some people who have a lot of debt. They do not sleep very well and wake up numerous times during the night. And I'm sure owing someone money contributes 
to those sleepless nights. You would have to think, yeah. Another benefit is that you can invest like never before. Right. When you're not paying someone else interest, you can use this money to earn interest for yourself by investing. This is known as compound interest. Compound interest can be thought of as earning interest on interest that has already been paid to you. Right. Did you know that Albert Einstein said compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe? Right? Wow. So, yeah. so it really must be. Yeah. I mean, hey, Einstein's a lot <laughs> smarter than I am. So yeah, I'm going to listen to it. But yeah, instead of paying interest to someone else, you're earning it. So yeah, mm -hmm. another great benefit. Um, uh, another benefit of, of being debt-free is paid for in advance vacations. So imagine, just think right now, imagine having your next summer vacation not follow you home in the form of credit card bills, right? It stays on the beach. So, you know, personally, I have paid for vacations using a credit card and I've paid some upfront with cash. And the ones I paid upfront were much more relaxing and enjoyable than the ones that I knew I was going to have to keep paying on over the next few months after I got home. So yeah, it's another great benefit of eliminating that debt. Yeah, absolutely. That one just really stings because you plan and plan and plan and prepare for this vacation and you finally get there. It's inevitable that probably something's going to go wrong. It's also inevitable that you're going to find something else that you probably <laughs> want to do. Right. So if you're so bound um, by this money that you owe and the interest that you owe for it, it could really kind of hamper that vacation. Definitely. So it's better to prepare in advance, regardless yes. of if you use your credit card or not. Yes. And, and debt, and this is going to be a sneak peek for a future episode, but there's a day that's called Blue Monday. And mm -hmm. debt leads to that. So yeah, you have to stay tuned to learn about Blue Monday. <laughs> I can't wait. So when you're debt-free, you need to earn less to maintain the same lifestyle. When you no longer are paying debt payments, you get to keep that money instead. Therefore, you do not need to make as much to maintain your current lifestyle. So for instance, let's say you need $3,000 a month to live and cover your expenses. 500 of this is to credit card payments. Once that debt is gone, you need only 2500 to maintain the same right. lifestyle. Many people don't think of it like mm -mm. that, but yeah, it, it's so true. And then finally, you know, this is probably my favorite benefit of being debt-free, is you'll have the ability to give money away. Now, you know, that is one of our steps on the financial wellness journey is legacy. This kind of falls into that leaving a legacy. And, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of people telling me what to do with my money, right? Mm -hmm. uh, government telling you you have to do this. But when you're able to do it free and willing, that is when it comes into legacy planning and you're kind of leaving something for other people. And, you know, it is great to be able to buy things and invest money and have it grow. But, you know, to me, being able to give money away might be the greatest reason to get out of debt. So imagine writing a $10,000 check to a cause you feel passionate about and it not bouncing. Right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it clears. So I think of one of the wealthiest people on earth, Oprah Winfrey. So Oprah has made more money than you and I probably ever will. She can buy and probably has bought pretty much any and everything she ever wanted. However, when she talks about what gives her great joy, it has nothing to do with anything she has bought for herself. One of the greatest joys is the school that she started in South Africa. Right? So we have to remember things, material things, come and go. Helping others can create a legacy that will last generations. I love that. It's so true. And I think sometimes we get so bogged down on the day-to-day -day of what's going on that being philanthropic isn't the first thing that comes to your mind. But no. if you had that ability, it probably would play a bigger part in your financial picture. Right. And, you know, for me, it struck me um, just a, a couple of weeks ago, I was with my uncle who passed away and I was at his bedside. And, you know, at the end, at those times right there, it didn't matter how much money 
he had in his bank account. No. It was kind of he was surrounded by love, by grandkids, by family that because he had that impact on them. So I think, you know, for me, it just kind of another of those reminders that our time here is limited. And yes, I want you to get out of debt. I want you to have nice vacations. I want you to buy nice clothes. I mean, all those things if you want, but dude, just think of this as well. Like when you don't have that debt, really a lot of things, what, what matters in life is just that legacy. And that's why we included in part of our financial wellness journey. Cause you know, that's probably my favorite step is cause that's truly, I think what the meaning of life is about. Very well said. And I think that's the perfect way to wrap up this episode because that's pretty much what life is all about being able to give back in any way you can. So Danny, thank you so much for chatting and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.